Oh, wait, what the fuck? Damn, I just deleted the show, whatever. How does yours look like that? <clears throat> Marcus, how does yours look like? Nice. You have the new Mac. I don't even know. Yeah, I think yeah, the newer the newer the, the newer the computer, the nicer your fucking background. Yeah, look, you could like you see it on my hands and stuff. And you can yeah, see everything like in my room, so but I think it's the lighting too. Or oh really? Know. That makes sense. I'm gonna take that shit off for now. That shit's trash. Right. <laughs> <laughs> there is no top of your head. <laughs> know, yeah, when you get closer, it gets Alright, let me see. Alright, um we get uh do you guys wanna like get water, like use a bathroom or anything, or you guys wanna start? Uh, <clears throat> uh I'm gonna grab a water actually. Alright. Bro, I'm mad that Mike can't do that. I tried up updating my like computer and everything. I, I thought it was like something I had to do an update with Zoom. Nothing. Yeah. I had to nothing update my Zoom too, <clears throat> and then my shit hasn't been working all day. So before this, I had to uninstall it, restart my computer. Thankfully, it works now. I've been on my phone on Zoom all day. That sucks. I've done that before too, and it's not. Yeah. It's not it's not <laughs> That's the one thing I wanted though. I see people do like video ones too. No, yeah. Not with me. <laughs> Shit. Alright, we can start whenever you guys ready. Yeah, I'm ready. Oh shit, I can change my name. Oh you got oh okay. <laughs> Alright, I'm ready. Hey, I'm ready. <laughs> Alright, fire, alright, fire. Interview number 12, I think, 12, 13, I don't know, 12. Okay. Um, today, I'm happy that we have, like, that we have someone who is still, still, I mean, I guess we'll learn more about it, like, throughout the interview, but from my understanding is um, is definitely, like, learning about the music space and is, his definitely has <clears throat> some work that's, that's out and some work that he's working on, um, but is still trying to figure out kind of how to navigate the music space and just trying to just learn more about music in general and just like art and just being a creator. Um, so thank you, Dom, for, for spending the time. <clears throat> I know everyone's probably not doing shit anyways, but still like, you know, uh, time is valuable. So thank you for, for sitting down with us and just like just talking. <clears throat> um, I think one kind of just to start off today, I, I just want to say like the, the main thing, <clears throat> the main thing I hope people are able to take away from this is that even if you're not like, I mean, every, everyone has passions, right? Everyone has things that they're passionate about and things that they, that they want to work that they like, like deep down want to work towards. But I think a lot of people kind of let um, the pressures of society and like their peers and their parents kind of like weigh down what they, what they end up pursuing in life, you know? So I, I wanted to shed light on someone. Well, I mean, we all wanted to shed light on someone who like 
is not necessarily following those rules, you know, someone who is like pursuing not the conventional like career um, and is, I mean, taking a risk, but at the same time, like doing something that is genuine to themselves. Um, so, I mean, yeah. Uh, you want to go ahead and like, just, just talk a little bit about yourself and like what you do, what your, what your, your passions are, I guess. Yeah, man. Thank you for the introduction. That was tight. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. uh, I've been, uh, I guess the main thing I do, bro, is I make music. I've been making music, you know, ever since I was little, uh, started out like just like anything else is like something I liked, you know what I mean? And I think, it went into something I like to figuring out how do people do that and then getting more into it. And then as I was getting older, doing it, you know, in a more serious capacity. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think what you said is true. Like, bro, like I've been doing, I've been making music my whole life, probably since I was probably like around 10 or 11 years old. Mm -hmm. And it was like only until recently that I start like, yo, I, if I want to do this, I should just do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I think what you said about your passion and the what about, you know, people, I was go. I was, I had different options of doing different stuff, but I was like, bro, what do I really want to be doing? You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's the hard jump to make. And I think that's something that recently I'm like, why would, why would I not be doing yeah. that? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And so, I, I definitely agree with that mentality. I think it's like, uh, artistic spaces in general, I feel like are, can be hard to navigate, but I feel like music, especially it's like, it's so easy to let other people's judgment and to let other people's like, opinions kind of like talk you out of certain things that's why i feel like i have a very like a very uh i don't even know how to word it like i i really respect musicians you know because it's like um i mean all types of art you're putting yourself out there but i feel like music specifically it's like that's one of the only that's one of the only art forms where you're genuinely telling about yourself like your art is yourself you know what i mean so it's like like you're you're making music about your experiences your personal experiences like the way you perceive the world so it's like <clears throat> i feel i already know myself like i'm not trying to like put that out there you know what i mean so it's like i, I think that's tight that people like are able to do that and like can find the confidence within themselves to do that it's it's uh you're right bro it's not i mean and i think naturally i'm more uh introverted and more like to myself kind of Mm -hmm. like that's just like naturally how i am so that was a hard thing for me when i first started it's like even putting even to, to this day i'm super specific about what i put out and i have so much so many beats so much music that i've never put out mm -hmm. simply because i'm like bro people aren't gonna like this bro this isn't ready yet and you just like stockpile all this stuff because of that fear of like when you put it out there you, people are judging you based off that not like judging you as a person but like they're judging you off how good it oh, this is gonna get this is trash you know what i mean yeah yeah so to have something you work really hard on put it out and then people like is it good or is it not good that's like a, a hard step to overcome yeah, well yeah. for me it was for me it was free money I'm 
probably get yeah, yeah. I got bags, oh, bitch, you fucking with me, yeah, yeah. Chopping glass, oh, bitch, you fucking with me, yeah, yeah. Let that get your dry on the table, chopping fast laughs. Force a spider, look like a spaceship, they like, goddamn, like, goddamn. I'm calling lamb, money ground, I'm sending bail, I'm in the town, in the jail, I'm in the cell, can't see the fam, say my prayers, I'm doing a lot, no bacon ham, bacon ham, and coastal on me, that's all they serve, stomach hurt, the devil working, but I ain't nervous, beat the verdict. Lost a million, guess life been perfect Whipping birdies, the devil working But I ain't nervous I reminisce the feeling when I think about it Think about a man in the bank I ain't used to dream about it No even in the whip I ain't used to sleep about it Sleep about it, fighting with the human Think about it, yeah, yeah I got bags, oh bitch, you fucking with me, yeah, yeah With the glass, oh bitch, you fucking with me, yeah, yeah Lift that yeah, yo dry on the table Chopping fast slabs Watch the spider look like a spaceship They like, goddamn yeah, for some nigga, yeah, 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 free my nigga, yeah, 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 for some nigga, yeah, 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 free my nigga, yeah, 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 see man, free that nigga, yeah, yeah, hot dog. I know how it be, man. Yeah, no, I mean, I can, I can only imagine. Um, <clears throat> you, you said that you've been making music since you were like ten, so like basically, like majority of your life. What, what were some of those first? Um, well, I guess before we get to you making music, what are, the, what are, do you have any like early memories of like, um, just, just you really resonating with the song, or, <clears throat> or just like a, a going to a show, or like someone playing music and you were like, yo, like, I really like this. Like, I like, this is different, you know? The first thing I always remember this is like my, my parents were always playing music, like, especially like my mom, like growing up. So there's always music in the house. Either when it's like, you know, cooking breakfast, doing chores, there's always something playing. And I remember like, apparently when I was younger, she played a lot of Bob Marley. So when we went out to watch the car one day and she played a, I think it's his greatest hits album. That it starts with like, is his love? And it goes into like, no woman, no cry. has all those songs. Mm. And she played it. I knew literally like all the words to like the first four songs. Yeah. And, I, and like, I didn't, I, I didn't remember it. Like, I don't remember hearing that when I was younger, but I had known like all the songs. And yeah, so like just there, hearing yeah. stuff, yeah, just hearing stuff like growing up and being around it all the time, like that led into me being like, how do they do this? And then I think the first thing, the first step I ever took into making music was like, started like, you know, like finger drumming, like in your class yeah. or you have like a pen and you're like doing stuff like that. I would always be doing that. And then I was like, I want to play drums. That's what I want to do. I want to play the drums. And so my dad was driving and he found a, like at a yard sale, like a little drum kit. It was like 50, hundred bucks. It was missing a drum. Like the, the kick pedal didn't work that well. And he, we picked it up. Yeah, he's like, oh, here, you want to play the drums? Here, here's a drum set. Like, not, like, he didn't really know, like, he didn't really know, like, uh, he didn't, like, I didn't get lessons or anything. He was like, hey, he said, yeah. you want to play the drums? I picked this up on my way home. Like, you want, you know, I was like, all right. And then, like, I started messing around. Like, drums, I think, is a little easier to teach yourself because if you, you already know, like, that's the bass and, like, this is a little yeah. hi-hat. That's just, like, three things. You just have to, like, get a beat going. But when you actually start playing drums, the hard part is if you could do it with your hands, that's one thing. Like you could do, 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 do. When you have to start doing it with your foot yeah. and then you're keeping a beat with your, like, with your hand, like on the hi-hat, like 
that's why if you if you're trying to do two base kicks when you're doing like one hi hat, it's hard. So I would just like mess around for a while. The the first day I was able to play like independently, like the kick drum separate from like the hi hat. That's when things like started. I I never got like super serious with drums. Like I was self taught like everything. Yeah. So I was just like I got into that, and then from there I always wanted to play stuff that wasn't uh everyone in my high school or my you know elementary played guitar so i didn't want to do that so i went from drums to bass i bought a bass so, like i, I didn't I, I never i still to this day have no idea about music theory notes anything like that oh, they have like they have tabs online yeah. where it's like it'll tell you put your finger here play this put your finger here play this yes. and so i that's how i learned i learned drums bass and then at the end, I finally gave in and got a guitar. And that's how, like, my first entry into music was doing a reggae covers on a little four-track recorder when I was, like, probably, like, junior high, junior high, high school. Damn. What was um, – <clears throat> when you uh, – you, you, you talk about, like, you, you told your dad that you wanted to start playing drums, so you, like, found a drum set for you and, like, started playing it. Um, was your family, like, receptive to you, like, when you were kind of starting to get more into it, or was it kind of, like – Oh, uh, he has a cool hobby. Like that's cool, but like it's it's not. We don't think it's gonna be more than more than that. No, yeah, no, they, they weren't. It, it wasn't <laughs> like they didn't want me to do it, but it was just like they they found this this junk. It's like all right, all right, here you go. They didn't like put me in the. I wish I would have been put in like music classes or like learned how to you know play bass, learn how to play guitar, and had that like background in you know actual music theory. That's the one thing I think at this point in my career I'm missing. Like I'm, I'm doing stuff and I'm like playing it and I'm kind of doing it by ear. Like, oh, this sounds good. This sounds good. Yeah. I'll look up a chord here and there, you know, but I don't like have that background. So they were like supportive and they like, you know, they, he bought me that drum kit, but it wasn't like, yo, let's get you into classes. Uh, you need to get to practice or anything like yeah. that. It was something that was like a hundred percent like me doing it in my spare time. Mm. Um, so when you when you got to like middle school high school it was still more of the same right that's like when you picked up guitar and then you were playing all three or just kind of like knew how to play all three i like knew how to play all three so i'd like learn songs and i would uh like i would throw my headphones on I, a four track recorder is basically it wasn't on a computer or anything mm. it basically kind of works like a tape machine where you plug something in you record it and it's just like how it is like it's not edited or anything yeah. So I'd first lay down a drum track. I'd be listening to a song, play the drums over top of it. Boom. Plug my bass in, play over top of that drum track, plug my guitar in, play a rhythm section over that, yeah. plug my guitar in again, play like a little, you know, the main guitar part. Yeah. And that's how I, and that's how it was. Like that's where it started with. Hmm. And it wasn't anything. I still have those songs. I was still, but they're not good. Like they're not on time. <laughs> like the, the technique is like the technical skill isn't there, but I like, I could play those songs, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. It, it sounds, you could tell which one it is. So that was like where I first, because I, I, back then I was still in, super into reggae, so I was playing, you know, Bob Marley covers and stuff like that. Hmm. Um, do you remember kind of when you, when you decided like, yo, like, obviously music is something that I, that I like, music something that I, that I'm into. Like, when did you, when did you kind of realize maybe, it was an option for you to take that more seriously and to like either turn it into a career or just something that you could per, per, um, pursue more seriously. I think my brother used to rap. So my brother is like a little bit older than me and mm -hmm. he used to like rap and he would like take his homie had a studio 
and he was like this Mexican dude, and he was the only like his only Mexican dude I knew that like made music like that. Yeah. And so it, it was like in his parents' garage, they had like built this wooden shack studio thing. And my brother, he's like, oh, I'm gonna go record tonight. You trying to come through? My brother's like probably six, seven years older than me, so he was in high school. I was probably still in junior high. Mm-hmm. He's probably like a senior, almost graduating. He took me over, and it was like his his homie his homie's girlfriend, my brother, I think he, my brother brought his girlfriend too. And I was just like sitting there and they were like smoking and stuff. And I was just like, and, and like, I was focusing on like, he was in the booth recording and then the dude was like producing on this little keyboard and using his computer. And so I'd already been in like, I'm already into music. That's why he took me, I think, cause he knows like, I, I like music. Yeah. And I saw the dude like editing the beat, like recording him, like doing stuff to his voice, like adding reverb, auto tune, all that stuff. And I was like, bro, and so I, so I like asked him, I was like, yo, what is that? What are you using? And he was like, oh, this is a, you know, MIDI controller. I'm use, I use Reason to do all this stuff. Literally the next day, like I went home and like I went on eBay and I bought the same <laughs> little keyboard that he had. And yeah. I bought like a boot, like back in the day on uh, eBay, you could buy like, uh, I bought this whole kit of like drum sounds and they threw in like Reason, which is a, a like a DAW, like a, a you can make music on it. Yeah. And it came, it came free with it. It probably was 20 bucks for these drum sounds. And then it came free with it. Yeah. And I was like, all right, sweet. I guess I'm using this now. And then that's how I transitioned from like, you know, physical instruments to making beats on the computer was seeing him do that and being like, all right, I guess I'm doing the same thing. And if my brother's into it, I guess this is the way to go. Yeah. And that's like how I transitioned into making like music on the computer and using a, you know, MIDI controller or stuff like that. Damn, hey, shout out to older brothers, man. <laughs> no, for real, I still listen to his, like, the songs he used to make back then. Mm-hmm. And when I used to rap, my voice sounded exact. I think when everyone, if you go back and listen to, like, like artists' first, like, songs and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you can tell who their favorite rapper is. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. His, his old stuff sounds exactly like Lil Wayne. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> their, their voices, like, a mimic who like they're listening to yeah and if you listen to my like my old rap stuff i sounded exactly like my brother like it's kind of a deep voice and i like had the same cadence and everything so yeah that, like he really put me on to like that yeah. type of music so like when when did your brother like start making music when did he start rapping he's he was like always like writing stuff but he never he was never uh like he never made beats or anything like his homies made music and then they had like a little group. It was like DJ Lag. He still makes music to this day. Mm-hmm. And it was like this other, like this other dude. And then it was my brother. And so they all like, my brother was more of like a feature. He was like, they were like a kind of like a duo trio. And then my brother would come in and rap with them. Mm-hmm. And then, so then like later, I would always find like little like notebooks full of raps. And when he would like go to school or whatever, I'd sneak in his room and like, open like the notebooks and like read through it and like (laughs) figure out like what he was doing or like how to you know write raps or whatever so that like he he was like a rapper never never really made like produce music or anything but yeah he was doing that probably like end of high school to when he graduated yeah i feel like i feel like everyone has that like at least everyone with like an older i don't have an older sister i can't say sister but like everyone with an older brother that i know has like stories like that of like yeah my brother like went off and would like be at work or when he would go to school or whatever just like crack his door open just look around just like yo like (laughs) (laughs) that's all the that's all the cool stuff was you know what i mean you know what i mean
Uh, I live life sucker free That's why the niggas you be with talk down like they don't fuck with me I get money realistically And the homies show me love, goopies wanna lead a club with me Ain't nothing to a G Let your hair blow in the breeze, roll some bomb ass weed Get high, cruise out of Jet speed. Do it like I do it for TV 675 Damier LVs Seven something with tax And when I'm on the plane got the carry on the match Nigga that's flash shit Tryna peep game, little homie just watch this <laughs> Champagne in my cockpit Talking about you got a man, mommy, just stop it, please As we proceed to give you what you need to roll like I'm talking it. I'm out here living it, out here living it Niggas know that we doing our thing Cause we out here getting it, out here getting it Boy, I rap the game, 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 Self-made, been through what I've been through so I know what I know I write bomb rap songs telling bitches what I'm into So the hoes wanna roll First class road to another coast Just to smoke push, I know a nigga who grows And that's on the real Mama, if you tryna slide, gotta bring one for will Just another day in the life Another plane, another night Getting faded with another nigga wife Drinking hella champagne, sing a rave with the Sprite Then I'm up in the AM to catch another flight Niggas rapping the gang Simply because everything else lame The fans want real niggas Them hoes looking for change I seen it all Player in the game, first they biting the flow, now they jacking off. Now you're talking that I'm out here living it, out here living it. Niggas know that we doing our thing, cause we out here getting it, out here getting it. Boy, I rap the game, 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 game. Nothing changed, nothing changed. Still rap the game, still rap the game. So incredible. If I do say so myself. Nigga turn on the boards. Yeah, you did that shit, fool. Yeah. <laughs> what up, Will? What up, Will? Vince just got off that flight from Vegas. Okay. Taylor Gang, everything. Russian records. Like, he was into like. He was weird because like he went through all the trends, so he was into like he would wear uh you know the Teletubbies. I had like my sister had a backpack. He'd wear that to school with like oh yeah 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 skinny jeans. He listened to like emo stuff for a time. So he went through like all these trends. Yeah. And if you look back at then, like you see me in these pictures, I'm dressed like the same way. Like he was in the rap, like oh. I was wearing little baggier clothes. When he was listening to like All American Rejects, I was wearing like skinny jeans and you know what I mean. So like yeah, yeah. everything he was into, like I followed suit. Uh. Do you think, well, what, what were you like, what were you listening to back then? Or was it kind of just whatever he was listening to? So he, I didn't, I, bro, I didn't like rap until probably like high school or R&B. I didn't get into it. So there's this whole period of like, what is it, like 2005 to like, or probably early 2000s to like 2010, probably. I didn't, I, all this R&B stuff, all this rap stuff, like I caught up on later because I wasn't into it. I was anti everything that was popular and like <laughs> rap was popular. So I was like, I'm not going to like rap. That's why I play drums. Like everyone plays guitar. I'm going to play drums. Mm. And that's like, it was stupid, but like, that's what I, that was my thought process. Yeah. So what got me into rap was there's like my favorite group to this day is sublime. They make like, they like Santeria and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. So I like, I had every single CD they put out. I had like their tour DVDs that I'd watch. So like, behind the scenes of like when they went on tour and stuff. And there was this video that talked about the lead singer, Bradley Knoll. 
he'd go up on stage. He get he was like a he died of a drug overdose, so he's kind of like a druggy dude. Went up on stage, he'd get drunk and like not do the songs, but he'd rap NWA lyrics. <laughs> I was like, and I was like, who's NWA? And so like I literally like went online. I was like NWA, and then like I I bought the CD and I started listening to NWA. And I was like looked up and and I got really into it. And I was like, oh NWA has Dr. Dre and Ice Cube. Boom, bought a Dr. Dre CD. Boom, bought an Ice Cube CD. And like so literally I started like NWA was my introduction to rap. And then from there I just like followed the dots like to Dr. Dre, you know, to Ice Cube, to Snoop Dogg, to Kendrick Lamar. And it like spread from there. And that's how I really got into it was from that little tour DVD. Yeah. Damn, that's crazy. That's yeah. I think it's always interesting to hear about how people got into like what they're what what they're into now like whether that be like music or like fashion or like sports or whatever i think um it's always interesting to hear people's people's journey um after you were in high school um what were you what were you doing after high school after high school that's probably when i stopped making music like i used to rap with like there's a bunch of kids on the basketball team mm-hmm. like this is I, we, we were all really into like, that was when Wiz Khalifa, like my brother put me on the, uh, the first thing I heard of Wiz Khalifa was, um, what's that tape he has with Currency? How Fly? Is that the Fly, tape? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So he, he had like, he, that's what, back when you would burn CDs, so the first rap I heard from him was he would play uh, the first song off that, which is like Car Service, uh-huh. and then the third song off that, which oh, is oh, oh, oh. Those are the two best songs on the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. That, those are the only songs uh, I, it's nah, Car I Service. Beat, I had the beat in my head, bro. Uh, no matter which way I go, I tell yeah. you don't take that. Yeah. I don't know the songs go, uh, but th- it was those two songs, and he would like play them in his car all the time. And I was like, "Yo, what is it?" So I, I got into Wiz Khalifa like that from off those two songs. Yeah, I need to know. The, I need to know the name of that song. No, I got it. No, it's car service. No, car service. No, car service is the first one. And checkpoint is the second one. The checkpoint. The checkpoint. Okay, that's what it is. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, and he would like, I don't even remember the rest of the song. I, I would, later, I would listen to the songs, but the only ones I remember were those two. Yeah. So he played those, and I got into Wiz Khalifa. I had this friend on the, uh, on my, on the basketball team, and he rapped just like Wiz Khalifa. And I thought it was like the hottest shit. I was like, bro, <laughs> let's, like, we got to record this. And so, like, we, I, I had like made beats, but we first, like, the first thing I ever rapped on was, uh, What's a Young Jeezy song with Drake off his first album? It's like, oh, we were just talking about that shit. Unforgettable? Is that it? On Thank Me Later? I think that, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll Thank Me Later. I think that's it. Or, oh, is that as real as it gets? Or no, it might be. A, real as it gets is, is off Blueprint 3. Oh, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think it is Unforgettable. Yeah. yeah. So I got the instrumental last song, and like we rapped over it, and then we rapped over um, Boarding Pass off Flight School from Wiz Khalifa. <laughs> and wow. so that's how like I first started like like recording like raps was like I guess I'm gonna rap now, and we didn't have a microphone or anything. So we on your MacBook Pro like my my family only had one computer. It was like the big like old MacBook Pros. So mm. we take that and then we record into the little mic that's on the MacBook. So not even like a physical mic. We just sit really close to the keyboard and rap straight into the keyboard. And that's how like originally how we started like recording music was like I like me and my homie would rap into our keyboard and he would kick me out of the room. He was weird and like kind of insecure. He still makes music now too. He's pretty good. But what he would, he'd be like, bro, I can't have you in the room when, when I'm doing this. I was like, bro, what do you, and he's like, you got to leave. So I would literally stand outside the door. And he'd record his verse and he'd do it over and he'd do it over and then I'd come back in. 
that's, that's how I started is recording uh, on the Mac. Damn. So, um, you you stopped making music kind of like after high school. Oh my bad. Back. I totally missed the question. Yeah, no. my bad. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was a good story. That was a good story. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, go, go ahead, go ahead. I was making I was making music all through then. Like I was yeah, I yeah. was more serious about it. Then I went to college, and uh-huh. I, uh, I was like studying psychology. I wanted to be a, a psychologist, like a therapist, and I like completely got into that. Like I'm kind of like one track mind. Where if I'm in, in the music, I'm in the music. If I'm into this, I'm into this. And I was super into school. I was good at school because it was like easy. It was like, you got to do this, this, and this, and you'll get this. And yeah. I like I like that like kind of structure. So like I, I was doing really well, uh, and I stopped. I stopped making. I really like for probably like two years, maybe like here and there I would mess around and like you know record a beat or something. But mm-hmm. I really wasn't uh, doing it for a while. I was really focused on like school and like I'm gonna be a it changed from therapist to like research psychologist. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be a research psychologist. And I did that for like uh, two like hard, like solid years. And I got in this program that was a, uh, it's McNair scholars. It's called, it's Excellent. like a, to, to help uh, like underrepresented minority uh, like kids get PhDs. And so I was like, sweet, got in this program. I was doing that. And there's this kid in there and like I was doing it, and I was like, I was having, I was having like second thoughts. I was like, oh, I don't know if this is like what I want to do. Like this isn't, this doesn't seem like it's it. I'm, not, I'm like, I'm good at this, but I don't like it. And there's this kid who was also in the program. He came in the same time as me. He was another Mexican kid from Pomona, and he's like, bro, I just bought like an MPC Renaissance. And I was like, oh shit, really? He's like, yeah, like I just bought it. At that point, I was on student loan, so every quarter I'd get like, you know, a certain amount of money to live off of. Yeah. And I had met him that first quarter doing that, that program. I had just like my, literally my, my, uh, school check just came in. So I had like a thousand dollars and he was like, yeah, bro. Like I just got this. I was like, oh, for real. And I was like asking him about it. And I was like, oh shit, that sounds tight. And I'd always like all the people I really like, like Kanye, J Dill, they all had NPCs. Yeah. And when I was making music, I didn't have enough money to have one, but to like buy one. So he told me about that and I went online and I bought it. I bought an NPC and then I went to the store. And that was it. Like after that, I was like, bro, I, I quit the program. Like every, like I was like, I was, that was the first point where I was like, all right, I guess I'm going to do this now because it's something I actually like. So that's, I didn't do it for like two years. And then I got back into it, buying that MPC and getting back kind of like making music again. Damn. That's, um, that's a tight, like, like realization kind of, you know, like I think, um, I think a lot of people, a lot of people get comfortable doing what they're doing. Like, I think college specifically, it's like, like you said, I think people like the structure of like, I do this, I do this work, I get this grade on this test and this happens afterwards. So I think a lot of people get comfortable with like, I just go to school, I get this degree, uh, get another degree if I want to, whatever, like your, your scholastic like path is or whatever. And then I get the job in that field and then that's it. And then my life is like, just kind of cruising till, till like the end um what was your family's what was your family's like response when you when you quit the program or when you left the program my dad is like uh like financial security uh you know retirement uh you know future type of guy so i didn't like really i didn't tell him to way later like so after i bought that i like hit my friends up like yo i didn't get to do this chances uh i think back then i was listening to chance a lot and he was like this you know, he had made it, he was doing it independent, like, yeah. he had, to, you know, he had, like, I was, li- like, 
heard his story, like, bro, I could do this. I could do this. Like, I'll be this, this do the same thing. And then so I had like, uh, I was like, all right, I guess I'm gonna do it. I made an album. And then I only told him after I was like, I, my school booked me to perform at like, we have like a, a fall concert or like oh, yeah, a yeah. back to school concert thing. So my school, this girl had heard like the album I put out and she booked me to perform the concert. The concert. Check it right, look. Trying to make a movie like Ice Cube. I'm on TV like Ice Cube. I need money like my wife do. I'm on Bella Blues like Spike I'm trying to win like Kobe Bryant. And do the big like the old Iron Man. But I need a show like our Rogan's. And I can watch the fear factor. Show Rogan's. And Rogan's. And we are the babes like you have. And we're the 16s.
to make a movie like Ice Cube. I knew I had to tell him when I had like something behind it. You know what I mean? Like I couldn't just tell him like, "Oh, I'm gonna do this thing." And he'd be like, "What do you mean?" Like I had to, I had to like have some little nugget of success to be like, "Look, I can do this." To go with so it. Exactly. Yeah, because yeah, if not, then he wouldn't believe me. He would think it's all BS or whatever. My mom was super supportive from the beginning, uh, but I had to have that. So I told him when like I got booked for that. I was like, "Yo, I'm doing this concert." He's like, what? You make music? Like, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, that, <laughs> so that's, I, I knew I had to like wait until the time was right to kind of tell him. And he was like kind of supportive, but like in a, in a cautious way where he, he would much rather me do something that was more secure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he wasn't like all in, but he wasn't like unsupportive, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, you know, what, what school did you go to? What high school and what college did you go to? I went to, yeah, so I grew up in Chino, in Chino Hills. Like, I moved through all, like, literally the cities. I lived in Chino Hills for, like, until high school. And then I moved all, like, to Pomona, to Claremont, like, all the cities around there. And then I went to Cal Poly, Pomona. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Stayed, like, yeah. pretty local there for college. Yeah, I didn't, like, even then, like, I didn't know, like, my parents didn't go to college, so I, I didn't know anything. Like, I took the SAT the day before, like, the last day. <laughs> And then my dad, my dad is a firefighter, so he worked, there's a station right by Cal Poly, and he was like, oh, you applied to school? He's like, yeah, he's like, oh, let me drive you around. He drove me around, he showed me, like, the game room, he's like, oh, yeah, there's a game room here, there's, like, the health center, that's the first college campus I've ever been on, so I was like, all right, I'm going here. I got, I, I had applied to Cal State Fullerton, too, I got into Cal State Fullerton, but I was like, I'd never, I'd never been there, I never knew what it was like, so I drove around Cal Poly for, like, 15 minutes, and I was like, all right, this is it, I'm going here. Yeah. That's how I chose, yeah. like, <laughs> Cal Poly. Yeah, that's crazy. All right. And you went, um, uh, you went to uh, Ayala? Yeah, I went to Ayala. So the balls, uh, the ball brothers, like, arch. back when I went, we were the better, like, it was Ayala and Chino Hills High. But we were the better team when I, like, was growing up. Until, like, my junior year, then they were, like, obviously what, um, way. Damn. What, what year did you graduate high school? Like, 2011, 2010? 2012. 2012. Yeah, when I was a, uh, I graduated 2010, but like some, when I was a freshman, like 06, 07, Ayala was fucking good. I remember we played them. Bro, like, they're really good. We were not like we we were we when I think my not, maybe not my freshman year, maybe the year before, we got in the CIF and we played Darren Collison. We played Etiwanda. <laughs> oh. And then and then probably my freshman year we played uh, Derek Williams, who went he like went on to the NBA. Oh yeah, he went to, he went to La Mirada. He's pretty local too. Yeah. He went to La Mirada. He played for – I think he went, ended up playing for – Arizona. U.S. Yeah, Arizona. Yeah. At the time, the, the buzz at the school was like, oh, this guy got into the USC. So we all went to the game. I'd never seen a, a player in person like that that good. Because he was, like, tomahawking and windmilling, like, four yeah. times throughout the game. I'd never seen that before. Yeah. Uh, there's one player on our team. We were a good, like, fundamental, like, runner offense, you know, yep. play good defense. 
we didn't have any athletes like that. So this guy came to the gym and was like windmilling, and it was it was we had never seen that before. Yeah. That's that's literally the end because my first year very good, and after that it was like we we didn't get anyone like that anymore. Yeah, but we were nice for like a second. We were kind of <laughs> damn. So um after after the after the concert that you were booked for, like did you see any any immediate like kind of return i guess if you will like were, were people were more people like hitting you up about your music or was it kind of like you did that and then it was like okay cool like <clears throat> just like a, a confidence boost that, that the school wanted you to do that so then, like just a boost to like go continue to work on your stuff what was tight was when the album came out like we put a lot of, like me and like there was like four people who you know we shot the cover we did like little promo videos for it we did like i was super into like i wanted to feel like uh I don't want to just be like a mixtape on that piss. I wanted to, to seem like a, a project. I, I was like yeah. focused on making a project. We did like a whole digital booklet. We had like, you know, the promo videos and everything. So we like really hyped it up a lot just to like my little group of friends from high school and college. So they were like hyped to hear it. And yeah. then when it came out, like that was like one of the, like the coolest feelings. Cause I'd worked probably like a year and a half, two years, like strictly like trying to work on this album. I produced it myself, mixed it myself, mastered it, wrote all the lyrics, like did all the whole thing myself. So yeah. it was like, like a really proud moment for me. And then like everyone was like texting me and like, oh, bro, this is tight, like blah, blah, blah. Like we're really supportive. But I think they were more supportive because like it meant a lot to me. And like yeah. they could clearly see it was a lot of work. I don't listen to it because it sucks. Like it's not good. <laughs> like it's not good music. Like I don't play it for anyone. Like I know like – I made it, I put it up, I took it down, like, maybe, like, a year later, and, like, I, it's on a hard drive somewhere. I don't yeah. listen to it, because it's not, like, the actual music, like, isn't good, and I, 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 I like music a lot, and, like, I think I could tell when, like, something's good, and at the time, I was super hyped, because it was the first thing I ever did, and, yeah. like, a month later, I'm like, bro, this sucks. Like, this, <laughs> this is, this is not good music, like, you know what I mean? So, it's, like, yeah. I was, I was proud that, like, the, I had completed something, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. It was like a project I had made, I put it out, all self-produced with like me and my homies. Like that was the cool part. Like we put like a lot of work into it. It came out and it, it, it just wasn't like that good of music. So it was cool to do it and it, it felt good like getting the knowledge and like getting to perform like at my school's concert and stuff. Like that was super cool. But it was just like after that, it was like, okay, now I have to make something that's actually good that i can actually be proud of yeah um i think but i mean kind of just to like go off what you said i think that that's like a really big step for any artist you know it's like to to have that first project that first like album like painting whatever it is like that first thing that you've been working on for however long and then to actually like put it out into the world and allow like external opinions and like just just to hear what everyone else has to say about it um so so that was your first project um i don't want to jump too far ahead but have you put out anything else since then just Bro, the, I, <laughs> so after that i was like scarred i swear because it was like i was like looking at my friends like bro why would you let me put this out like why would you <laughs> like, like if you were uh, like but they were so hyped on like just us like doing something and like making yeah. something that we could be proud of that they like and like some of the songs are like kind of good. Like there's like, you'll listen to it and you'll be like, oh, there's kind of something here. Like, oh, there's some potential, but it's not like anything that's like polished or anything like that. So after that, I was like, 
I went from putting that out to like, okay, now I need to get better. Like now I just need to like focus on the craft, like five beats a day for three summers, like <laughs> go in and like really like get better. So the music's like good. And I was in that phase for like a long time and like everything I was making was like not good enough, not good enough, not good enough, not good enough. And having like all these beats, like being like my own worst critic, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where some of the stuff I was making was good and like I could have put it out, but in my head I was like, oh, it's not ready. It's, I'm, co- I'm comparing myself to literally like to pimp a butterfly, you know what I mean? I'm like, this isn't there, so I'm not, so, not going to put it out, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And that, and that was like the wrong attitude to have so it, it made me I wasn't stagnant like as in I wasn't making music like I was continu- I was getting better I can feel myself getting better but stagnant in the terms of like I w- how does anyone get- know if I'm getting better if I'm not yeah. putting anything out yeah you know yeah, what I mean yeah. so for like a couple years after that I went into like lockdown where I was making music but keeping it to myself like keeping it on a hard drive you know what I mean um, oh so sorry to answer the question the last no, thing yeah. I did was uh I released like a a radio Yeah, we'll get, there, we'll get there, we'll get there, we'll get there. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So I I released like songs like here and there, like maybe okay. two or three. But yeah, I, I like I didn't release anything probably. I would like put snippets up but never really like formally release anything. Hmm. Got you. Um so when it comes to like your your creative process when you're making music, how does that what what's it like for you? Like do you start off with the baseline or like are you are you looking to like incorporate samples or like like what do you like when you have an idea for a song you have like lyrics or like you know kind of and you have an idea of like what you want to do how do you start that process and then what does it look like like all the way through so i don't i don't rap anymore like i i retired like not like <laughs> not like i was good and like i was like oh i'm reti- just like <laughs> bro that's not like maybe i'll rap on a song like here or there but it's just like it's, I like the produ- I've always liked the production way more, mm. and I think I just rapped because you can't just put out beats like not everyone's gonna like just hearing beats. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You need something to draw people in. So uh, the process changed over time. Like at when I first started, it was like instruments, obviously. Then mm. it moved to like actual uh, like when I first got that keyboard that I was talking about, I would play like notes and like play bass lines, and I would usually start with a melody, do a melody. Uh, add a baseline, add the drums. But like over time, like I've become more sample based. So now it's like, once I got a record player and I had an MPC where I actually sample, cause I didn't have the means to before. It was a little yeah. bit harder. You could sample like MP3s and stuff and chop them up, but it's not the same. So uh, in college, I started moving to like buying vinyl, you know, importing them to my MPC, you know, looking for samples and stuff like that. So now the process is basically like I used to, there's this Kanye interview where he, I don't, I don't, it was either My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy where he talked about he'd be in the studio for like the first week and the first week he's literally just listening to records. Yeah. And like people would come and see like, bro, what are you doing? And it's like, and it's that first process of finding the sample. That's my favorite part. So like you, so what I do now is like, if I'm going to make a beat, you know, I'll come in, I'll pick a record, I'll play it. I'll usually like pour a drink, drink a beer, like sit back listen to it and like i usually like listening to it all or or like if i'm trying to make something really fast i'll skip around a little bit but now like i just play the record listen to it like the music you know what i mean find out a part i like and then while i'm listening to it i'll start importing so if i hear a part i like boom i'll like rewind it import it you know t- rip that part keep on going oh this part might be tight and so i have like a probably a library of like five or six 
you know, parts of different songs from that album or from that record. And then I'll go in and start, you know, playing with the samples. So like uh, this either, it depends on what I do. I used to chop everything. So like I used to go in, find a, a sample that's like four bars. And then I'd go in and I'd chop different parts, either do it by BPM. So like every pad you hit is like a, it's like a part of the song. So it's on beat um, or just chop randomly, like to like little sounds that I like, and then start playing on the pads. Like literally start, like, I don't go in with like a, oh, I think this part is cool. I'll just go in and like start hitting things. And then, oh, this part sounds kind of tight. And then, oh, well, I could add this to here and start literally playing around till I come up with something I like then lay that down or if it's just like now what i'm doing a lot more is like if i like a part of a song i'm just gonna stick with that i might slow it down i might pitch it down i might boots boost the bass but if it's like a, a two-bar loop a four-bar loop that's like bro that's it like let's, let's like work from there then i'll add drums add like a bass here or add like synths on top depending on what it costs for sometimes a lot of times it's just a sample and drums other times, if it needs a little bass here and there, I'll add the bass. If it needs something else, I'll add that too. Hmm. Yo, question: How do you um? Oh shit! When you're when you're like getting a sample and you like chop it up and all that, how do you how do you like separate like the like say like are you take the sample, the person's singing or whatever? How do you separate the person's voice like to make it acapella or whatever? How do you separate the voice from the record and then put that voice on like whatever beat you're producing? I always wonder how producers do that shit. So, okay, so the, like, you, you can't, you can't, like, I mean, you can't, like, so the, the old way is, like, a lot of, like, the acapellas people get is back when you would release singles, like, in the, like, 90s or 2000s. You have release, three versions like, of the version, right, yeah. Exactly, you'd release, like, the remix, instrumental, the acapella, and then you'd rip the acapella from that. A lot of times, it's just, like, people have the acapella. What people are starting to do now is I haven't looked into the software, but there's this thing where like, if you have the instrumental and then you have uh, the actual song, you can like put, put them together and then you can like neutralize the, like if you have the instrumental, you'll play it together with the actual song and the mm -hmm. waveforms from the instrumental. Like cancel, cancel out. Hey, they'll, yeah, they'll cancel out. And so you just have this isolated vocal like acapella. But if you listen to those, like they're not good quality. Like you can hear like the hi-hats here and there. Like yeah. a lot of the acapellas I have are like shit quality where you can like, you can hear some of the instruments cutting through like the acapella. So it used to be a lot harder, but now that people can do that, like I literally will type in, like you have to find it. I type in on YouTube, like uh, Jay-Z acapella. And I'll like look through and like pick, like I, I d personally don't make the acapellas, but I have to go and look online and like rip them from youtube and stuff like that so so it's different when it comes to like sampling like some some old shit right like some 60s 70s like uh just like some old ass music right I'm, I'm thinking of like just some some random stuff like so appalled or like if you i don't know if you've seen like the video that has all the samples from like uh my beautiful dark twisted fantasy it's like, bro, like really old like obscure shit yeah like thinking about that stuff right now like bro i watch those all the time that's like literally where i learn how to sample is I watch uh, those, you know, the videos where they have like the sample as opposed to the actual song. Yeah. I, I watched the, I watched Kanye with the one I just watched recently that like was super inspiring to me was the, uh, the Yeezus one. Uh, like Kanye is always sampled, but if you like, watch, if you watch the Yeezus like sampled video, it's nuts, bro. He takes it like, cause usually when you sample, it's like 
soul acapellas, like, you know, little guitar parts here and there. Kanye took it to another level on Jesus where he's like combining like Blood on the Leaves. You have the Nina Simone sample, like, yep. which is like the main part, like the vocal yep. part. That dun, 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 yep. like that part where it hits hard, that's also a sample. Like that's a sample from somewhere else. So he's like, like I think it's from like like C Murder or something like that. It's from some like e, like I don't know the name, but it's like an EDM. Like I've heard the actual song. It's like a oh 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 that part. Yeah, I think there's like ah oh, man, I I feel like it's also either it's a sample or it's a nod to that C Murder song that fuck the mother niggas because I'm down. Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah it's a uh, yeah that's uh, I knew there was another one on there. So at the yeah, end where he where he does that part. Yeah, it's it's a I think it's a DMX song. It might be. I don't know what it is, but it is a sample. Or that those ones, a lot of people like I consider those like interpolation. I don't know if I'm saying yeah. that word right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, where where you're like ad- adapting lyrics. A lot of people used to get on Jay Z for like doing that with Biggie's lyrics. They'd say he's biting Biggie, but it's like almost it's almost sampling, it's paying homage, you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's like it's like Kanye took the lyrics, but then it's also like the beat. That part of the beat is exactly the same as the C Murder song. It's exactly the same. So. It's it's bro. The way he samples on that album is like the best I've ever not the best like one of the best I've ever seen. Like he takes it to like another. Yeah. Like there's certain songs where it's like, yeah, this is a sample, and you can tell like when you hear the actual song, it's like oh, they're pretty much the same. He's adding drums yeah. over it. Yeah. But some like my favorite songs like producing wise is when they take a sample, and it sounds like something complete like. Like um, my favorite like sampled song is uh, what is it? Good Life by Kanye. Yeah. How we always he. You know what song that sample is? Uh. Michael Jackson. Right? One of Michael Jackson's songs, right? I forgot what the name. It's Pyt. He P-Y-T. sampled Pyt. P-Y-T. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, you would never like. I've heard that song so many times, and I've heard Pyt so many times, and until I saw like that video where they made the connection, yeah, I would never be able to tell. Like it's it's cra- He sampled this like little part. And then he has someone come in and play synth over top of it, and it sounds like a completely different song. It's crazy. So that's like my like I love watching those videos. Yeah, I was gonna ask. Um, I know you you mentioned Kanye, you mentioned Jay Dilla. Like, where else do you draw inspiration from when it comes to like producing? What I like, so I used to watch a lot of like uh, videos on YouTube, like how they how they made this, or, like you yeah. know what I mean, or. And a big part of it was listening to the original sample and seeing like how they made it and then listening to like other producers. So like producer wise, like I really look up to like knowledge is one of my, Kanye West is probably my favorite. Then you have like knowledge. Monty Booker is one I like really look up to a lot. Yeah. I like people who make beats who like have a signature sound. Yeah. Like if, if I can hear a beat and I, I know who this is, like I like that they have like a sound or like something that they're known for. Yeah. So those are kind of the producers I look up to. Like DJ Dahi he's actually one of my favorite ones too. He does a lot of like Kendrick stuff and yeah, yeah. Like he he's yeah. one of my like for sure cuz his is wild because his doesn't really have a sound and like he did like worse behavior and stuff like that and it's like his sounds so different. Like you hear it and you're like I don't really know what this is. It doesn't sound like a trap beat. It doesn't sound like I like those type of producers. But a lot of the inspiration I find is uh from like old mute like listening like i've been like recently getting into like different types of music like i've been like buying a whole bunch of like records from brazil like i was listening to this album that was nigerian rock like the other day and it was like so i've been like really trying to expand like what i listen to and like draw inspiration from like those you know a lot of different places
Like. No, my bad. Um, no, I was just gonna say you talk about the Portuguese stuff. It's like, um, like you know, uh, Sango. Yeah. Like all that shit. It's like, like when I the first few times that I heard his stuff, it was like, yo, like I didn't even think about <laughs> listening to Brazilian music before this, you know. But it's like the way he flips that. It's like it's so crazy, and it goes right back to what you're saying about like having a signature sound. It's like, I mean, he definitely makes beats that are that sound different, but it's like when you hear something like that, like with those types of drums and like, just like the Portuguese over, it's like, yo, this is fucking tight. Like, and you would never, you would never expect it to sound like that. You know, if someone's like, yo, Bro, it's Portuguese Brazilian shit. music is my new, like, so I'm going to go with, like, I'll, I'll tell you why. Like, it's like, yo, so they, there's the guy who made Brazilian, my favorite type of Brazilian music is Brazilian, like soul funk music, mm-hmm. which is, cr- it's like this. So this dude who like made it kind of popular is Tim Maia, who he was, you know, this dude from Brazil, he came over to America for four years, studied music, got arrested for six months, got deported back to Brazil. Yeah. But he learned about, like, he was here in, like, the 60s and was hearing all this American soul, 
and funk music. And he took it back to Brazil and he brought funk to Brazil. So this Brazilian funk music is like American roots, but it has like Brazilian samba music, like kind of yeah. like the, uh, you know, the little congas and like horns and stuff like that. And it's this crazy mixture of like Latin culture and like American funk culture. And I like, it's like, I listen to that recently all the time. So hearing those like fusions, like what you're saying is like, these like trap drums mixed with these, you know, like Portuguese yeah. type of, you know, rhythms over top of it. That's, that's when I hear something like that, that makes me go crazy. Like I, I like hearing like new mixtures of different genres and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, another, another producer you mentioned, Monty Booker. I know that like, I've seen recently, like, um, you know, Kenny Beats? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he was on, I was just like, happened to just stumble upon his Twitch, like, a couple weeks ago or whatever, and he had just gotten that, um, the Teenage Engineering, like, uh, I forgot what it's called, the... OP1? Yeah, the OP1, Bro, yeah. <laughs> yes, and I know, I know Monty Booker, like, makes a lot of his beats on that, so, like, how do you, um, how do you like it so far? Oh, that's it. So the thing about it is it's like, it's way, di so it took me a while to like really, so on the MPC, like you're basically like, it's a, it's basically a sequencer. So what a sequencer does is like, you're taking these samples, you're cutting them up and you're arranging them in a certain way. So when you're making music, you're basically looking at this big grid and you're putting pieces here and you're putting drums like here and you're, and when you play it back, it's just playing these little samples at different points in time. And that's how like an MPC works. So it's kind of like basic. And it's kind of like uh, chopping stuff up, rearranging it. The OP1, the, the way it works is it works like an old school tape recorder. So if you're playing, you can't like, you can sequence stuff, but like the way you record is you record basically to tape. So if you have a mistake, it's going to be in there. You can't uh, go back in and like edit it and move this note over a little bit because you're a little late playing this note. So it's like, it's a little bit different and it took me a while and it's a lot of, uh, you can sample, but for me, it's more synthesizer. So it's going back to when I first started making music and playing notes and playing chords. And the fun part about it is it has all these crazy, like, synths and, like, the, it has this little screen that has, like, a, all these crazy visuals. So it makes making music fun. Like, yeah. you're editing the synth and you're trying to, like, make, make the sound and you're seeing all these graphics come across the screen and then you're recording things to it and you can have all these crazy... Uh, the sound engine, like the, the synths it has, the effects it have on it are amazing and they're really good quality. So it's, it's fun to like mess around and make new sounds and, and record those on top of things. So that's what it's like way different from what I'm doing. Yeah. And Monty Booker uses like a lot, like that's, he's not as sample based. So it kind of fits yeah. in. So I've been trying to incorporate it into what okay. I'm doing now. But when you get like a new piece of equipment, it's almost like learning a different language a little bit. Yeah. It's like a learning curve. So yeah. I haven't mastered that learning curve with it. And I went back to my MPC for a minute. So I haven't like been as into it. I'm trying to like, you know, master it. Yeah. But it's sick. I love it. Okay. Cool. Um, kind of moving, moving along in like your, your own like personal storyline. Um, <clears throat> uh, 95.3 WOKE uh, was your, it was an album. Yeah. It was, I would have like, I would call it like a, I always had a weird thing about. It. I don't think it's. I don't think I've made an album yet. Okay. It's a project, I guess. Okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's fair. It's, yeah. it's like, <laughs> I want to call it a mixtape. It's like it's like a a project, I guess. Okay, um, that came out last year. Um, I know, like first before before like I let you kind of like explain it. I know um, 
first uh first impression for me um i mean music music aside and like the the content aside like i just thought that the idea was like was wild like i like so basically um the the project is is 95.3 WOKE is like a a fake radio station that you made up but it was like leading up to to the release it was like you were posting like oh yo tune in like to the radio station you know so it was like from the outside looking in like people probably would have thought it was a real radio station like oh shit what the fuck like what's what's Dom doing like what like and like uh, just filming like the I mean when you listen to the project it's like there's commercials in it like you made fake commercials in the project so it's like when you when you put that shit on if if I play it right now and then someone pulls up like it sounds like I'm listening to the radio like literally like there's music and there's commercials and then like you interview yourself on like a radio station like you freestyle like you're on a radio like it's it's just like like I feel like the concept was super fire and like super well thought out so I definitely want to shout that out but um yeah if you want to go ahead and just like talk about it a little bit more yeah just going bro there was so much more so that my, my like like I was saying earlier like I have a problem putting stuff out like <laughs> that that thing was probably like 80% finished like three years ago like I've had that I've had that idea for like maybe not three maybe like two years ago if it came out a year ago maybe a year and a half before it actually came out it was like 80% done but I just like I had a problem like I had a problem putting it out and so the actual like I had so I got to the point where I like when I put a date on something it's like okay I just gotta do it like I gotta hit that like it, it makes it like I just have to put it out by that date so I actually didn't like fully put it out the way the way I wanted to release it and like this would work if I had a lot more people watching my like you know what I mean I'm not, obviously not that popular but if I had like if I imagine this like a mid-level artist where to do like this is the whole like I wanted to the day before I wanted to post on my story like take videos of me like driving like oh I'm about to go like and do this interview at 95.3 blah 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 and I was gonna like you know pretend like I'm going to this radio station show up like you know, have a video of me, like, hey, bro, I'm about to do this interview, blah, blah, blah. And then I was going to post, like, a, a video of me. You know how, like, they have the Funk, Funk Master Flex freestyles or, like, yeah. you freestyle on Sway? So I was going to do a video of, like, me freestyling that song and, like, have a video and I was going to shake someone's hand. Like, you would only see me, but I would, like, shake someone's yeah, I yeah. really wanted to make yeah. it seem like there was someone else and there's an actual radio station. If I was doing it all out, I would have made that um, the account for that, like, the radio station earlier on had posted content so like kind of had like a little bit of people listening to it yeah and then when i posted that freestyle i really wanted to make people think i was i went to a radio station and i did a freestyle i, w I was trying to go all out to yeah push that illusion of it actually being a real thing so i i ran out of time at the end i was like bro i just gotta put it out you know i don't know if i could do this so i ended up just putting it out but yeah it was it started out with i made um i think the first song on there was the first one i made it was a miss officer remix and that was like one of the first remixes I did because I didn't know how to do it at first. And I started doing it. I was like, oh, this is tight. And it made me think of like a, a world where like, imagine like this, like a parallel universe where all these hit songs sound like old soul like songs. Mm. So that was like the concept. It's like, oh, I want to make this fake world where these hit songs, like what plays on the radio is these hit songs, but the soul version of them. Mm. So that's where the concept started. And then, you know, just making up a character for like the DJ making up a character for, you know, the host and then them having me on. And that's how it all came about. It's just wanting to make a world where it was like popular songs, but the soul remixes and put them in like the radio, you know, platform. 
So how do you, how do you think that um like I I know that you didn't get to roll it out the way that you wanted to, but like what what did you what did you think of the way that it came out and like just your perception of like what happened since what I said? I that one like that's something I'm actually like oh listen like some of those songs like I don't know it's it's when you I don't know if it's the same when you take pictures and you like want to hang a picture you took up like I don't like I don't know how that works for other mediums or yeah, other yeah. artists like when you when you're a fan of your work I like there's so much stuff that I'm not a fan of on my work this is one where it's like if this song comes on I'll play it you know what I mean it's it's something that like if if an artist I like made this I would like it so that was like the big thing for me is like from that first album that came out me listening to it be like man this sucks but getting (laughs) yeah yeah. but people like acknowledging it like that was cool but i'd rather me actually like it and so with this one it was like damn this this stuff even if like people might not think it's good this is stuff i like i'm making music that i would listen to which is like the cool part about this project is like it's stuff that i can be proud of even even if like you know i showed and i know it's not for everyone not everyone likes soul beat soul beat remixes you know what i mean like and yeah. it's cool i know everyone's not gonna like that but the fact that it's i'm making music that i like and that i would be a fan of if someone released that that's like the big hurdle i jumped with that one where it's like this is good to me and that felt well i was like oh that's that's what i wanted you know what i mean that's yeah. what i've been chasing that whole time damn that's that's tight i think um it was it was definitely exciting like from my perspective to see it like to see like all the all the work that you shared that like went into it and then like for it to finally come out and like be able to listen to it um what would you say is your goal like from a creative aspect um like do you want to do you want to put out like bodies of work more consistently or or are you are you so since that came out last year like do you plan on on putting out more stuff soon i know you've been doing um you had like a little uh kind of project i guess that you you were you did last month was it last? i don't even know what month it is anymore <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah i think it's still yeah it was april so it was last month yeah. so yeah so like i know i know you were you were doing that like um that idea that concept for a month like do you plan on doing more things like that or um like just what do, what do you have planned for yourself musically yeah, so I think in in the short term, I I did that. That was bro. That like doing that thing was like the hardest thing for me to do because it forced me to put out a song, not like a, a full like made song or like not put on SoundCloud or anything, but it forced me to put out music that people had to hear every day. Yeah. Even if it sucked, and a lot of them sucked. You know, like a lot of them like I didn't like when I <laughs> I was putting, and it was just like I it was me kind of conquering that fear of like bro who cares if like you put out something that sucks like yeah. you'll because there's there's ones in there that i'm like these are some of the best stuff i've made you know what i mean <laughs> and, and then like and my confidence would go up and down with every day like i'd make something be like yo this is trash why do i still make music and the <laughs> next day i'd make like something i thought was fire you know what i mean so yeah. it's like it was kind of riding that roller coaster and just like conquering that fear of like whatever i'm just gonna put it out i don't care anymore so yeah. I'm trying to stay with that, and I want to. Uh, what I'm working on now is taking ten of those, like the best ones or the ones I think are the best ones, and putting mm-hmm. them out as a as a project. So like, okay. same same style, like uh, just you know, ten song mixtape. I don't I don't even know what you call it. A no, project of, project. of okay. yeah, <laughs> another <laughs> project of those remixes, and you know, mastering them, fine tuning them, making them sound good, editing yeah. them, 
making them a little bit longer, like fleshing them out a little bit more. Yeah. And then putting those out. That's that's like the short term. Okay. Is like finish that and then move on kind of to the next thing. Yeah. And then for anyone who doesn't know, like you want to just like real quick explain what you did in April. Oh yeah. So I did a. <laughs> People were, when quarantine started, people were doing all these challenges. I was like, yeah. like I, <laughs> I usually think that stuff's corny. Like, ah, oh, <laughs> uh, like, and, but it was like, you know what? Like I was, I'm home every day and I'm making music every day. Like might as well, you know, do like, so I made up the challenge. It was like, I pulled a random record like every day. And usually when I make a beat, I'll listen to like two or three records. Like I'll, I'll play one. You know, if I don't like, because some records are crap. Like some records are like, they don't have anything on them. Yeah. It's like a country record, like a rock record. You can't <laughs> really pull anything. So the challenge was for me, it was like, have you seen um Rhythm Roulette before? Yeah. Yep. Uh, so it's like, they pull out three. Mine was like, I'm going to pull out a random one, play it, and then make a beat from that. And I was going to do that every day. So it's going to be 30 days, 30 like random records for my collection, and then 30 beats. And there's a couple of times where I wanted to no one would know if I cheated. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so I was definitely like, I was definitely tempted a couple of times that like, bro, I can't, I can't make anything off of this. And now I just, I, I didn't see, like I did like a random record every day and then, uh, you know, made a beat and then posted it too. So that was, that was like kind of the challenge. And then from there making a project out of that. Yeah. I think, I think it's really cool when artists do stuff like that. Cause it's like, like you said, it puts you on that roller coaster of like, I really like what I just made and like, I'm, I'm excited to put it out versus like, I really like am not sure how to feel about what I just put out yesterday. Like, you know, but kind of just getting back in and being like, okay, well, whatever I do today has to be better than that. And it's like, I feel like putting yourself in situations like that really help you grow as an artist, you know? That was the big thing is like, if I was stuck and it sucked, it was like, bro, I'm making another one tomorrow. So this one doesn't really matter. Yeah. It was like that. It was like that, like, was like, well, this one's not going to go anywhere. So let me just put that out and let me just make one tomorrow. And yeah. I had watched this J. Cole video earlier where he talked about him making really bad beats and then, you know, still bouncing them, still saving them, like never deleting anything. Yeah. And that was like, bro, if J. Cole makes bad beats, like it's chill if I make bad, <laughs> you know, like it's chill yeah, if I have a right. bad beat, you know what I mean? It's not yeah. that big a deal. So that was like a big inspiration behind doing that too. I think, th I think that was a good, um, <clears throat> a like a nice takeaway too that you just said like like as an artist like it's an i think it's important to not delete anything you know like because something that you make may seem like oh that's kind of stupid i don't know why i did that but it's like deep down like there's a reason you did that you know like there's a reason there's something about what you did that you might be able to apply to something else so i think it's important to like just get that external drive and just just put everything on there just so that you always have a record Bro, I, there's been times where, like, I'll make something. I think it's the wackest thing I've ever done. And then I'll, like, come back to it the next day or, like, a week, a month later. and be like, oh, this is kind of tight. And then mess yeah, around yep. with it. And it becomes a good beat. Like, I think, it's, I think it's very, like, depending on your mood or, you know what I mean? Or you hear it a different way or with other artists, you see it a different way. It's just, like, you can't think it's crap right away because someone else might yeah. think it's pretty tight. Yeah, I feel like, honestly, as long as you're happy with it, like, that's all that matters. I feel like with anything, like, great. Yeah. I think, like, it, like, that changes, like, once you start, once you get signed or, like, you're on, on some contract, then it's like, oh, fuck, I got to make other people happy. Well, now I got to, like, really start thinking different and, like. Yeah. Bro, every artist I've ever heard, like, when they hit that, like, I feel like every artist, like, they follow this trajectory where they pop off and then they feel the pressure of them popping off and they release 
a horrible album because they're trying yep. to do like everything. They're trying to make the sound that everyone likes and then they fall off hard. And then that third album, when they come to the real- realization, that's like, I'm just going to make the music I like. They get like, I feel like that's like the typical like artist story. Oh, and real. it's true. Like you just have to make, even if people don't like, there's going to be someone who likes what you're making. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you like it, there'll be someone else out there who likes it. But you have to be honest with yourself too, because if you're making crap, yeah, so <laughs> if you yeah. like it, other people will like it. But if you don't like it, you know, odds are, you know, people won't like it. <laughs> um, I mean, jumping, jumping off the music for a sec, um, it definitely could not have you come up here and not talk about the video stuff. I think, um, <laughs> I think that's something that, I mean, at least in my perspective, doesn't seem like something. Well, I'm not sure if that's something that, like, you want to pursue necessarily. But, like, I really think, like, like, when when you guys were in Japan last year, like seeing all those videos and like when you, cause you just put out the the full like piece, I guess, right? The full like video <laughs> recently. Pieces and projects. Um, but yeah, you put out the full, the full like video recently where it's like designed to make it seem like you're just like flipping channels. And it's like that, that's such a, that like that concept I feel like is so creative when doing, cause you know, everyone goes on trips and like, Oh, you take photos or like you took a couple of videos, but I think to go into it with like, yo, like this is the vision that I have. And like, we're still going to do that recap. We're still going to have fun and like do what we came here to do. But at the same time, it's like to create something like that out of it, I think is like super fire. So like where, like real quick, like where do you, when did you start making videos, I guess? And then like, where did your inspiration come from that? Like, what are you trying to do with that? So my, I started making them because literally I went like me and my friends. We'd never been, I'd been to Mexico, but I'd never been like out of the country besides Mexico. And so we all like six of us, we saved up. We took like a trip to Europe. We hit like Ireland, Amsterdam, um, Paris. And so we're going on this trip and I was like, bro, I'm trying to, I used to have a flip. You remember the flip HD? Like the little, yeah, yeah. I think I have it somewhere. Anyway, like the flip HD, like I used to carry that around during high school. And like, I used to watch, I don't know why everything I talk about relates back to like Wiz Khalifa, but <laughs> yeah, you, do you remember Wiz Khalifa's day to day videos? Yeah, 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 yeah. I used to watch those all the time. I, I like I was addicted to him. I'm like, bro, this is the tightest thing. Yeah. He just goes around, has someone videotape it, and it's like sick. I was like, bro, I wish I had that life. So when I was in high school, I wanted to do that. So I bought a flip, and like I just take videos. And we weren't doing anything. We were just like kicking it, and I would like be taking videos. I never did anything with those. Those kind of just sat and then I imported my computer. I didn't know how to make videos back then, mm-hmm. but I just, ha- I have them still. And then, so I always had that, like, I, w- I thought me and my friends, what we were doing was tight. You know what I mean? I was like, someone would like this, <laughs> even though like, we're just like, you know, talking shit or like hanging out. And yeah. so when we went to, um, <clears throat> when we were going on that trip, I was like, bro, I want to have a, this is my first time out the country. I want to remember this. And like, you know, pictures on, and videos on your phone, it's like, it's, it's not the same there's something yeah. like i don't know it's like cool and you like look at them but it doesn't something about it doesn't feel like uh permanent it just feels like you know it comes and goes so i bought that camera off ebay and i bought some like tapes and then i like recorded our whole trip and like i never did anything with those i made a trailer for it i, I said i was gonna make a documentary <laughs> and i put this like this clip up on my instagram I was like Yo, documentary coming soon. I never, I never, <laughs> I never did it. It's a lot of work, bro. I just, and I was just like, yeah, I got, yeah. I got tired of it. So, I that's where it started. And then um, I started filming other stuff, taking it with me. 
and then you know I bootlegged Final Cut Pro like my like off the torrents or whatever, and then I started like making you know videos like slowly learning how to like add titles and like add music and it was just my way of like documenting stuff. Yeah. Like I always wanted to do that, but I didn't have a a means before, and I hated that I had this like fear of being like everyone else, which is like a stupid fear, and I hate. You know those videos when your friends like from high school go on vacation and they take their GoPro and they have those like they jump in the water and then it cuts to something else and they have those like EDM songs playing in the background. Yeah. <laughs> so like all my all my friends from high school and stuff who go on trips, they come back and they post these videos that same video, of like yeah. the iMovie title coming across and like bro, it's, it's like yo, <laughs> I can't stand that. Like I, I like I hated that. So I wanted to do the same thing because I think it's a cool concept of like documenting your trip. I think I think it's a cool idea. So I wanted to do it, but I wanted to do it in a way that's you know not that like. <laughs> yeah. So that's where it started from is like taking like how can I not be like the, those videos I hate, and how can I do it in a way that I think is is cool, and yeah. because it like it because of the nature of like cassette and like VHS recorders it feels like so warm and it feels like nostalgic and it feels like it's from a different time. So a lot of the things I try to do, I try to place those videos in like concepts that feel like that time, like old and like, and uh, kind of sketched it out, like not finished and sketched out and you yeah. know, stuff like that. It's like, I try to put them, make videos that feel like a work in progress, I guess. And yeah. so that's, that's where a lot of those ideas come from. Mm. Cause I mean, even, <clears throat> even the recap you did for us for the party we did last year, like, uh, the concept was like, like just someone like kind of clicking through their computer. And it's like, I think, I think that like, cause I mean, you had your camera there and it was like, we asked you beforehand, like, yo, like, you know, you've seen some of the videos you've done, like, would you mind, um, like doing a video for us, like a recap video so that we can like, just, just document everything. <clears throat> and you were like, yeah, like I was going to do that anyways. <laughs> I was like, oh, sure. <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> like, all right. Like, but when it, when it all came out and like, it was all done. Cause I, I just watched it again recently. And it's like, yo, like even now that video was like a year ago. And I think we've all like, all four of us have grown a lot since then. Like watching that video still is like, yo, this is really tight. Like, like not what we, like not only what we did, but like the video itself and like that idea, I think like if that were to come out today, that would still be something that like I would definitely gravitate towards. Like, yo, this is really tight. So that's like, my favorite. Oh, no, sorry, go ahead. That's my favorite video I've ever done. That yeah, was like right. it was that, that, that shit took me so long. Like that yeah. <laughs> I'm so, not like an editor by any means. Like I, I, I like I picked it up, you know, like I taught myself. Like I'm not good. I, I don't think I'm good yet. But it's like it took me so long. But when you guys told me the name of the party, what was it offline? Offline, yeah. I instantly thought of uh, like a computer, a computer.
know, like I, yeah. I don't know, I don't know if going into that night, I thought about that, but like I wanted to, I wanted to feel like, and I, like like I was saying, like the videotape, it feels old, so it yeah. wasn't like, I, I'm like a, you know, people put pictures of like uh, preview, they have like a picture and then yeah. they have it on their Mac, and that kind of feels new, so it's kind of that idea, but making it feel like an old, you know, Windows yeah. PC. And I had that idea like right away when you guys told me the name of the party. So I knew I was kind of going to do something like that. But bro, those things are my favorite thing to shoot because I've like shot other stuff where it's like, like uh, I'll take it with me different places. And I'll, like I'll shoot like nature or stuff. But the, the, the best stuff to shoot is people. Like yeah. if, if you just like, I don't know, just a, either they don't know you're shooting and you're filming them or they, when people have the camera on them, they act a little bit different. Yeah. And it's cool because then you're, then you're the guy, like, it's easy to make friends. You go somewhere, you're, you're the guy with the camera and everyone's like, yeah. you know, trying to like get in the video or whatever. So it was, that one was my favorite one because one, that the event was sick and there was like, there was a, bro, there's so many people there. I, I look back <laughs> on that video. You see how like, this was, <laughs> was like two huge rooms. Yeah. And it was tight. And so it was, it was easy because I would just walk around and like, you know, I looked at it as my responsibility to like, if you want to see what happened this night, you should watch this video. So I was trying yeah. to get as much as I could and like get the feel of being there, even if you weren't there and then presenting it in a way that's like something that's entertaining and cool and like a little bit different instead of just like, here's a clip, let me cut to a different clip. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Doing it in a way that's kind of entertaining. That's what I'm saying. Cause like, even, even then, like there was a story to it, you know, it was like, like obviously like in uh in chronological order like from beginning of the night to the end of the night but it was like there was a, a story in the video i'm like you can just you can just see like the different layers to it even like the the kind of like interviews at the very end like we're all we're all just like like recounting like the night and just like yeah yeah it, like it's crazy man that, that shit was that shit was crazy that's why that's actually my favorite part is the end of that video yeah. because i remember like i think we got there a little bit early and seeing you guys like set up be a little stressed out, trying to get everything <laughs> set. You know, like, like seeing that and then seeing like everyone left and it's just you three there. And then you kind of like, damn, we did that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that, that, like, I'm glad I was there to like see that. Cause it was like a, it felt like a bit like that felt like a, a triumph. Yeah, it, felt like, yeah. it felt like you guys went up a level at that thing. Like, I, I don't know. That's what it felt like to me. And so yeah. being there and then like seeing you guys after and like kind of celebrating that moment, being like, yeah, bro, that was that was sick. So I'm glad, like that. That's why that part is my favorite because yeah. it was everyone who kind of put that on and seeing their reaction after and like hearing them talking like that. That was cool to me because I experienced it and then I got to like hear about what it was like because you got in a car accident that day too, right? Bro, like <laughs> I got into a car accident like 45 minutes before it started, like around the corner too, like like two blocks away or a block away. I, I, I remember total car total all that shit <laughs> like, it was nuts i remember hearing that and i didn't even know that happened so like hearing about that after is like what like that all happened <laughs> it, and yeah, still like, that shit took like maybe i feel like to process everything like it took like two or three days to realize like what all happened that day yeah. like every time i like when i ran in i had to make because like i that was the first time ever djing for anybody so yeah. i was like fuck like i hope he can like because because I, I was like going home because like what wasn't the sound fucked up or something or something I think, like you were getting you were getting the extra XLR so like we, we needed one more like one or two more cables or something yeah, like, yeah. Like it, was, it was so stressful bro and literally I, I pull out the lot drive one block and get smacked like 
and it was just I was oh just like God. thinking like I've ne- yeah like that, I've never been in an accident so I didn't know how long it was gonna take. I was like damn like I might miss this whole night. So I was just like yeah. that was your first accident too. Yeah, it was like and it yeah it was just like yeah somebody just drove. It. That was my first ever like incident like that, and I was just like fuck like That's now crazy. I got to call insurance and do all this other shit. But like yeah like so I ended up being like almost an hour late to this shit even though I was like two blocks away and then so like being in there like talking to everybody it was like like I couldn't process talking to somebody for more than like ten seconds I was like yo I gotta go like, do this shit. Bro, cause it's already stressful because you got like this whole thing that's about to happen and now you're in a car accident like that. that's why like yo at the end when I was talking I probably sounded crazy because it was just, like yo I, I was like barely able to even process like what was going on it was nuts was your dad there that night. Yeah, yeah. Bro, there's this, do you, I don't know if you see it in the video, there's this one clip of your DJ and your dad's right there, and you grab me, he's like, that's my dad right there. So the, and oh, you yeah. see that? Hey, <laughs> first sight. That, I, I didn't know that at the time. I was just recording you, and, I, and he was like, I was like, oh. And then I watched it back later. I could figure out what you're saying. I was like, oh, that's his dad, though. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's like my favorite part, is that part of the video right there. That's pretty tight. <laughs> yeah, that's was tight. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I was gonna ask. I was gonna ask at the fucking beginning, but then, but uh, I had like the crazy introductions. So I was like, I'll just ask. <laughs> yo, <laughs> yo <laughs> but yo, fucking, you got that poster from uh, from Active, right? Active in Long Beach, I think. That Wait, what poster? In the back? No, bro, no. I got this poster. Uh, he did back to back shows at the Key Club, like after yeah, what time we love two came the out. Key so, Club, bro. Yeah, really let me bad. let me show you. This. So he like we used to have so back. If you see it, it says like the lab, thanks, Dom Kennedy or whatever, 2011. So back when I used to make music in my garage, like I had this room in my garage. So it was like a garage and it had a room in the garage. I had two couches in there, my drum set, everything. And that's where all my friends would hang out. You know, we make music there. And so we were like, yo, can you write it out to the lab? So he signed that at the concert, wrote it to the lab and I've had it since then. Yeah. Oh, wait, sorry, what were you going to ask about the poster? I went off into... No, I thought it was at this, because I went to, like, a meet and greet, like, and he gave me that poster, too, with the same, with the same, like, uh, same too, like, silver Sharpie, and, like, it was just like that. It just said, like, I think it just said, like, Chris, and then, like, West Side Get the Money. Yeah. <laughs> I have, bro, I have that beanie somewhere, the West Side Get the Money beanie, somewhere in my closet. I still have yeah. that. Yeah, it's, no, that's crazy. Yeah, the same exact poster. I had it in my in my apartment, like when I went to Fulton, and then I, I moved, and it probably got crumbled or some shit. I don't know where it's at. Bro, I have so many posters like that from like that I wish I still had that I've I lost, and it makes me mad. This is the one I framed this one, so like I've always had this one. Yeah, but yeah, that's tight. I didn't know you had that. That's sick. Yeah, that poster's sick. Damn. Um. Yeah. Oh, yo. One. I mean, I got. I guess I got like two more questions that are kind of like, not as uh, as much about like your personal life. But um, what did you? I know you talked about you talked about knowledge, and I think that that's someone that um, that that I definitely um can appreciate as like a as a music fan too. And like I know all of us, all of us like knowledge. Um, and like all his stuff. What What do you think of his latest project, bro? It's <laughs> It's like my favorite beat, like instrumental project I've ever heard. Like it's everything. So he has a project before that, the Hug Hug or Hug Dreams or whatever. Mm-hmm. And those beats are like kind of weird. Like it's, they have like a lot. He, he uses like a lot of weird samples. Yeah. And the knowledge I always liked was like the soulful, like, uh, like baseline, like simple drums type knowledge. Yeah. And so that was, that was always my favorite. And he has like beats here and there. Like his stuff over time has progressively come a little more like soul funk like focused and so when this one came out 
Like it was like just a hundred percent that. Yeah. And I, bro, it's my it's like my, it's my favorite. So like everyone says like Dilla Donuts is like oh the best like beat instrumental project or whatever. To me, it's this. It's like 1988. Like that's yeah. like my favorite like beat album is that one. I can just throw it on and like listen to it like nonstop. Yeah, I, I was I um I feel like it took because I saw it came out and I think it took me a couple of days to like listen to it just because like you said like his last project was a little like out there so I was like <laughs> that's what I was ready for like all right cool like yeah, I, it. I, it was it was cool but like you know it's not you know whatever so like let me let me let me give it a little bit before I listen to it but like I listened to it for the first time the other day like I was just at home obviously like everyone's stuck at home like I was just like working on whatever and I listened to it and it was like yo like. I really like this shit. Like, this is super fire. Like you said, like, I think it's that knowledge that, um, that's like way more soulful and way more like, I don't want to say simplistic because it's not, but it almost is. You know what I mean? Like, I I think, I think some of my favorite beats specifically are ones that sound super simple, but they're not simple. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I, um, yeah, no, I I was just curious because I know you like knowledge. So it was like, I think, I think I saw you post about it the other day. I don't know. Someone, someone. Bro, about it. I bought, I bought, I bought like, so they, they released like a test print vinyl. So it's like this rare limited, like yeah. the one they, they, and I bought that one. And then they also released like a box set. Cause it's cool now, now that I'm so into vinyl, like I have a good record set up now. Like the one I had before was like, not that good. Like the sound quality was like whatever, but I upgraded it and I got this, like, it's almost like when you listen to things on vinyl now, like people are super into it. I never got it. Yeah. But it's a different sound now. Like when I like when I so I buy vinyl now and I play it and I just like it sounds different. Like it sounds yeah. good and you can hear things a little bit differently. So when I play that one, it's just like it's meant to me. It's meant to be played on like um, yeah. a, like a, a good stereo system with like a you know a vinyl player. So it's really yeah. yeah I I love that album, bro. It's one of my favorites this year. Yeah, Which is much- weird because I'm not in the instrumental albums like that usually, but that one is yeah. right up there. Uh, how much vinyl do you have? Bro, so I downloaded this app recently, and I've been, like, uh, calculating. Like, it calculates, one, it keeps track of, like, how many records you have, and then it calculates, um, like, your the price of your collection, uh-huh. which is kind of cool, because I, I didn't know yeah, how much cool. that was. So I did, like, I have, like, this shelf of eight, and I did, like, one and a half so far. And let me look up what it is. I think in my collection, I think it's, like, around 130 I have so far. Damn, that's still if a lot. I to, if I were to bet, I think I'd have, like, around – maybe like like maybe like 800 or like eight seven eight hundred yeah around there wow damn bro and right now so i've only done like probably 130 like entered it into this app yeah and my my estimated collection on the low end it's 960 bucks the median the median it's a thousand six hundred and the high end it'd be my whole collection of like 100 records i've entered so far is two thousand nine hundred dollars but to be fair the like i have two frank ocean records i have the black uh the black friday Uh, blonde blonde vinyl bro that one's going for like a thousand dollars so it's like half of the value of my record and and then i got the kayendo single and that one's like i think that one's like 200 bucks it's going for so it's like i should have just bought all that shit man bro it's i didn't i swear to god i didn't know until i looked it up i was like bro this is going for that much I'm gonna sell this. Like I don't I don't even listen to it. Like I should just sell <laughs> yeah, it. Just yeah, like, um wait, but like does it maintain its value if you take it out and play it and stuff too? As long as you're like as long as like the vinyl and the case is cool, like it maintains so it's, it's, 
they have on this app, bro, there's this whole like weird underground final community that like you have to like make sure you have the right because like they re-release albums and stuff so like classic yeah, albums like later versions ain't, they're not worth as much right kind of like pokemon they, it, shit. i was about to say it's almost like pokemon baseball cards is the same thing where you yeah. have to have like the first edition or like stuff yeah. like that but the good thing is with newer records like the frank ocean one like there's only one edition of that black friday one you know so like it's yeah. there's can only be and it was a limited release but it does matter and like mine is like it's not mint condition. It's like they have a rating system. Mine would be like very good plus because <laughs> like a couple like dents on the, the side just because like it was just my record. I wasn't thinking of like keeping it and yeah, like maintaining maintain it. it. Yeah, yeah. But now it's like shit. I should, if I would have kept it like bro and if I wait maybe a couple years it could be worth like a couple grand. So no, it's like real. now I'm, I'm getting in a lot more like maintaining certain like records I know that are worth a lot maintaining them a little bit better. Damn. Okay. Um. Well, I mean, the last the last question that I that I have um, is is definitely a random one. Uh, I know I know you're you're colorblind. <laughs> um, I saw you went you went live today. Talk like I caught it at the very end, so I was like, all right, well, we're gonna interview him later today. So let me let me wait until later. But what was well? First of all, did the glasses work? Oh, so in the beginning, so on the on the like they they send you this little paper. What's the name of the brand or the company? Enchroma. Enchroma. Like yeah. So, like, you take this little test online. They tell you what type of colorblind you are. They tell you if it's, like, strong, like, heavy or, you know, wh- whatever. Like, your yeah. type of colorblind is they point you in the right direction for what lenses to buy. And then what they say is, like, it could take, like, 10 to 15 minutes for them to really take effect. And you should wear them for, like, 10 hours for, like, a week oh. to really, like – because your eyes have to adjust, basically. Yeah. Yeah. What they do is like they cut out certain certain like light frequencies because like what colorblind is is like some light frequencies get muddied together. Mm-hmm. So they cut out those frequencies that get muddied together so you can see like the actual colors. That's how they work. So they said it takes a while for your eyes to adjust. So those videos where you see people put them on, they start crying right away. I don't know if those are altered or if they like I don't know. Because <laughs> that is, I bro, I I was so scared because my so my friends had bought them for me. Like my birthday was in like the beginning of May. They bought them for me. Oh, shit. They're like they cost like a decent amount, bro. They're like yeah. 50, 300 bucks. And yeah. so they pitched in. They bought them for me, and they're like, "Bro, you got to go on live when you when you put them on." Yeah. So I'm like, I'm like about to. I'm stressed. I'm like, what <laughs> if like do I have to cry? Like, am I, to <laughs> I didn't know like what to do. I was like, they're expecting this reaction, so I put them on, and honestly, right away, I didn't notice that much of a difference. Like yeah. it was, I just put them on, and it was like pretty normal <laughs> it took me a while for like i walked around for a little bit and then i started like slowly started seeing oh shit it. yeah and it's and it's wild it's like um the way i describe it because what sucks is like everyone asks you like oh what are you seeing and it's like yeah. can you imagine describing green to someone no like, <laughs> like, like I mean, you know how i like no shit like if someone if someone asked you like describe green to me what would you say like, <laughs> Like yeah, like plants. You you can you can only describe green by describing by like naming a thing that is green. You know, yeah, I mean? you yeah, can't like yeah. you can't like be like green looks like this. You have to use something to describe it. So when I'm putting on these glasses, everyone's asking me like, oh, what does this look like? What does this look like? And the only way I can describe it is if you've like ever edited like a photo on like your I don't know your iPhone or something. You know, you have saturation. Yeah, and when you turn it up, things kind of get like more vibrant and like 
the colors get a little bit deeper. So at the end, when my eyes kind of adjusted, I had this moment where I teared up. Like it, it actually hit me because I was wearing them for like a while. Oh, and then like I had the glasses on and then I, I was wearing them for a while. I was like, oh, things look a little bit different. Like certain colors I would notice. Like, oh, this is red. I did not notice that before. Yeah. I was noticing like here and there. But the biggest, like where it hit me was like I took them off and I put my regular glasses on. I was like, yo, what? And I put them back on. And it looks like someone, like that saturation knob, the way I see without those glasses, it looks like someone turned it all the way down. And it looks like the, like you have like a, you know, like the fade you could put over pictures where it kind of yeah, dulls yeah. down all the colors. Yeah. That's what it looks like when I regularly see. Okay. And when I put those glasses on, someone turned the saturation all the way up. Oh, shit. Everything's That's a lot crazy. more like a uh, dull. Uh, that, the only way I can describe it that would make sense yeah. is without the glasses, things are kind of dull. And then with the glasses on, the saturation's turned up and everything's vibrant. Everything looks like more, if it's red, it's like really red. And if it's green, yeah, yeah. it's like really green. So that's like the major difference I saw. Damn, that's wild. <laughs> Damn, that's tight though. That's a, that's a really good gift. Yeah, it, I'm, I'm gonna like, what's crazy now is like, I'm like tomorrow, I'm like, I'm gonna wake up early before work. And I'm like gonna go look at stuff outside. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, what? <laughs> I'm like yeah. to me it's like yo you guys see this every day like this is yeah. this is like <laughs> so it's it's kind of tight because it's like I'm excited to like now like I want to I want to go places to see yeah. what the colors you know what I mean yeah which is like wild like when you think about it, it's like it's like wild but it's like I want to go and like I want to experience like sunsets now and shit so it's kind of yeah. tight I mean I'm excited to go and like I think I think over time I'll see all my eyes will get more adjusted I'll see a little bit more. But I'm excited to go see like real colors and stuff. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, it's pretty wild. It was it was a it was tight. It was pretty wild though. Yeah, that's a crazy day, honestly. Um, damn. Well, I mean, uh, I don't know if anyone has anything else. Um, um how much music are how much music are you sitting on that you haven't released? Like, how many songs do you think and beats and shit you're sitting on right now? Like, if you had to estimate, bro, I think I someone asked me this the other day. I think it's like. Anywhere from like probably like around five hundred, I would say like beats. But but to be fair, like like there's songs and there's beats. Like all I make beats yeah. all the time. Like in a in a night in a given night, I'll make like five beats. Those are not good. I'll just like you know put them to the side. So it's like I have that many like ideas. I I call those ideas like beats. Beats. I probably have like two hundred that are like kind of fleshed out, and then things that I've like mixed and like actually like probably like a hundred of those so it's like it's like a lot but it's like do you count sketches as like paintings you know what I mean like that no, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah but if, if we're just talking sketches probably like around five five hundred or something around there. bro that's a lot I think I think people are so used to like like people talking to these rappers and it's like oh like yo like like Uzi how many how many songs did you and did you and like Young Thug do like oh man we got like we got like seven thousand songs when we get to there. Uh, like, yeah, like you know, like bro, imagine, imagine five hundred different songs. You know what I mean? Bro, like, that's crazy. When okay, I and I used to think it's crazy too, and I still do because that's a lot of music to make. Yeah. But like, if I look at the stuff I have, and I know like the way some people like make music, it's like you there you have recorded all these songs but they're not like mixed. They're not like fleshed out. They don't have a chorus. You know what I mean? So I do have all these songs, but it's like, are they really, you know, like if you, if you're making music, you 
boom, you make it, you make it, you make it. Ah, nah. Oh, let's go on the next one. Let's go on the next one. You know what I mean? So I 100% believe that they have that many because Damn. to get a song to the point where it's like, I'm going to put this out. Yeah. It, it's like, a, it's like, it's almost like a mini album just in like getting songs like made and produced and editing lyrics and like doubling vocals. And you know what I mean? Like it's, it's yeah. almost like making a mini album, putting a song that's ready to release. So I believe when they say like they have like, you know, 7,000, I a hundred percent believe it. And then they only come out with like an album. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I, yeah. it's, t- I, I didn't get it. And now I a hundred percent understand how it's like that. Damn, man. So Uzi's telling the truth. <laughs> they make more about shit that, like, they can, I feel like they make songs in, like, 15, 20 minutes. Like, they can just, like, make that shit real quick. So I have, a, I have a cousin who's a really, like, he's, like, a trap producer. And, like, he, he's really good. And he, he makes music with this dude from Cleveland. His name's EJ Rose. And, bro, he'll make, the way he make like, the way me and him make beats is completely different. His is, like, quantity, bro. He'll go in. Not saying they're not good, but he'll go in and he's, he's, bro, stomping out, like, in a studio session, like, 10 to 15 beats in, like, an hour. You know what I mean? Like, some people, like, the way they make music is they just go in and then, boom, they're pumping it out. Like, I've seen a, a lot of producers and a lot of rappers, too. Like, like Future, I bet, goes in and he's like, I'm going to rap today. You know what I mean? Play a beat. Boom. All right, we're done with that one. All right, play another beat. Boom. Yeah. Like, I, a lot of people, I think, make music like that where they can just – it's in them, and they get it out, and then, you know, they're done. Like, it's tight. Yeah, and I feel like trap like trap producers or trap beats, like, they're a lot more simple, too. Yeah, it's it's a – Quick. Yeah, you can, like, you throw an eight away, you throw a kick, and you – it's a, it's a different style than what I do, but it's, like, it's the same. Like, they, they, they take samples, they throw drums on them. Like, I used to think, like, oh, bro, this is – trap producers not real producers but they do literally the same thing that i do yeah they take samples they throw drums they throw 808s on them and they make a song like i do i do the exact same thing it's like a fast process ah got you damn um well i mean yeah once again i definitely want to say thank you for 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 coming through and um talking to us about like what you've been working on um kind of what your what your plans are for like the the near future um yeah man thank you seriously thank you hey wait wait before we go thank you guys first of all for having me on i really appreciate yeah, it of course what do you what do you guys got coming next i'm i'm i know it's quarantine i know it's like a little bit harder but yeah you got anything in the works ah. coming up or was okay uh you know a little, little exclusive no i'm kidding uh, um <laughs> I mean, what we can say, uh, trying to trying to work on some stuff that's not closed. I think that's that's like what one thing that we've all been like very vocal about wanting to do before we like really got started making a lot of stuff. So, um, yeah, we have some stuff in the works that are not wearables. Um, don't want to say too much. <laughs> don't really want to ride the wave you know what all I'm right saying? oh hey no i'm just kidding no yeah no yeah just just more like more uh more stuff definitely but um not close yeah more stuff i mean more gear too but yeah definitely trying to focus on some other stuff yeah there's, then, there's stuff that we talk about some stuff that you would fuck with for sure too yeah like, oh oh hey that's, that's <laughs> tight bro the, the, if there's one thing i've learned like i guess i don't know i don't like calling myself an artist or creative you know what i mean but just making stuff it's like like when i jumped on the video it was like refreshing i i thought music was like a job 
it felt like sometimes it was frustrating. Mm-hmm. And the most exciting things I did was jumping out of like my lane and doing yeah. stuff that was like not what was expected of me. So yeah. I'm ex- I'm in like I'm excited to see. I don't know what it is, and you guys are being very like just <laughs> about it. But <laughs> I'm excited to see you know what it is. And next event you guys have, I'm trying to be there to. Oh you know, yeah, of course. It and everything. So Definitely know. looking forward to that, man. Hopefully, hopefully that shit might, be, that shit might not, not be till twenty twenty one. I know, bro. It, it might not ever happen again. So let's go. But yeah, no, for sure, hundred percent. Yeah, hit me up. Hell yeah, all right, man. Hi, bro. Peace, bro. No, thank you guys. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate it. Tell me like it is. Here you are, oh, Pretty little.